Welcome to the Small Bowler Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is in a very somber mood about his beloved Michigan Wolverines, Brandon Siegel. It, it wasn't a good week for uh, the boys in blue at all. It was, in fact, terrible. And we'll, we'll have a lot of comments down the road uh, in this episode about that uh, because they played atrocious. And there, there's a lot to be said about them, but uh, I think I think my comments will be interesting for people. But we have something very exciting here today. Uh, yes, we do. We are in a new place recording. We are in a studio on campus um, in the Cooling Center, which if you guys are Bowling Green people, you know where that is. Um, with special thanks to uh, a new member of the podcast, Max Marco, who I, I feel like we can give you a title like producer, maybe? Yeah, that's fine with me. So, uh, everyone, please please welcome Max. L- leave a comment. Uh, say hello to him. He's a great guy. Thank you so much, Max, for uh, letting us be here and helping us out. Yeah, no problem. Anything uh, to, to get something on the air, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> great. All right, Trevor, so why don't you give us a rundown of today's episode? Yes, we are very excited. And uh, for today's episode, we're going to go through and talk about Tony Bennett, who declined a raise, um, Kansas, some violations that seem to be coming up. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, and some other quarterbacks with injuries. And we're going to discuss about potential careers that may or may not be over between some of those players. Uh, more Antonio Brown. Hopefully, this is the last time we talk about him. I do not want to talk about him anymore. I'm sick of talking after about After this week. Then we'll get into small talk trivia, randomly ranked, and our main topics where we will go through the college football games that happened yesterday and Friday. Um, and then we will do a preview for week five of college football. And then we will get into NFL, some of our thoughts from uh, the season so far, and then get into a preview for week four of the NFL. Uh, so another great podcast uh, here for you guys today. And the audio should be like amazing because this is a, an amazing, I, yeah. amazing setup. Um, but let's get right into it. Tony Bennett declined a $500,000 raise um, from being the uh, head coach men's team in Virginia. Uh, and he's done a pretty good job there. Um, he's going to put it towards a career development program for current and former Cavalier players. So uh, is this good guy Tony Bennett? Yes, and I'm a huge fan of Tony Bennett, as I said before the podcast. Um, in the past, Brandon and I and Ben, um, who is also with us today, we have talked about previously about if we were players, if we were basketball players, and we had the choice to go to any college basketball school, where we would go? Previously, I have always said Duke because I yeah. love Coach K. But yeah. now I would say Virginia because Tony Bennett – is an amazing coach. I'm a huge fan of him, and um, this is just the good guy move of the year from him. Yeah, you know, I'm still in the Duke. I still would definitely go to Duke. I just feel like Duke produces the best players, and like they just have the coolest stuff. Max, where would you go? You have to play college basketball. Where would you go? Um, personally, I'm I'm childhood friends with a player on Louisville right now. Oh, okay, uh, I went to the same middle school as him, and we were pretty good buds. So maybe. Personally, I'd go to Louisville. Okay. Strategically, though, um, I would probably go to Duke just, just go. based on I like that history. answer. That's a good answer. But overall, good, good, good Tony Bennett. I, I like what he's doing here. I think it's a, it's a good move forward, and coaches should definitely follow in his footsteps. Moving on to Kansas basketball, who is facing multiple major NCAA violations, uh, according to sources. Um, so, I mean, this has kind of been a thing that's been ongoing. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of corruption and bribery. Um, with Bill Self and other uh, officials at uh, KU. W- what are your thoughts on this, Trevor? Is this like just kind of a, something that we knew was going to happen eventually, or is this kind of a surprise? Um, so I was expecting this. Now, we got a, a release, a new story, that there was supposed to be two major programs um, that were going to be hit with violations. So now the question is, 
who are the two major programs? Obviously, Kansas, I would assume, would be one of them. Um, we also saw NC State with violations. Are they the other major program? Or are we still waiting on like an Arizona, maybe an LSU to be that other major program? So it's a little confusion. They also said that those violations were supposed to be released in early July. It is September. So some confusion, not too sure what's going on here. Uh, but yeah, what do you think? The, the NCAA is so weird with this stuff. I mean, there's so many schools that it seems like have had proven instances where there's been violations and, you know, bribery of sorts and given players money. So it's just confusing that like a lot of these times where, you know, the, the NCAA takes so long to get these cases out and to investigate these teams. I mean, maybe that's just how the process is. But like how like Arizona and Kansas, Louisville, NC State, how these teams like haven't had violations sooner is crazy to me. Uh, but moving all along to the NFL, a little bit of NFL stuff, um, quarterbacks are getting injured which is nothing new, but um, it's a lot of big-time quarterbacks getting injured. We have Ben Roethlisberger, who is requiring surgery, will be out for the season. Drew Brees, who will be gone for about six weeks, um, having surgery. And then you also have Nick Foles, newly signed quarterback to Jacksonville, um, being out. He is eligible to return, though, eventually. So uh, do we do we have a quarterback problem getting injured? You know, like, is, is it a huge deal for these teams when the quarterbacks get hurt? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a huge deal, and we've seen in the past, you know, five to ten years where the NFL has tried to make steps forward to make the game safer, and um, they have, but it still doesn't seem to be working. So, you know, it's a huge problem. I'm not sure exactly what the solution is, but, and and with Ben, who has had a lot of injuries throughout his career, um, very unfortunate to see him get injured, though I'm not all that surprised by it. I mean, I said that before the season, I thought this would be his final season. And it kind of looks like it is, so not too surprised. And hopefully they can find a better solution. It, it's tough because, I mean, they're, they're, of course there's injury issues in the NFL and you know, there's a lot of concussion stuff and CTE issues, but it's a part of the sport. I mean, people get hurt. You're hitting each other pretty hard. So, I mean, when these quarterbacks get hit, I, it, this stuff's going to happen. It, it's tough because there's always going to be an issue with this. And truthfully, I don't believe there's much of a solution. It's just something that's always going to kind of happen. So, I mean, it sucks for these quarterbacks, uh, but you know, it's part of the game. You know, we kind of just have to move on and play along. It does suck for these teams because a lot of players will come out for these quarterbacks. I mean, Drew Brees is a huge part of the Saints. So it's tough, but it's a part of the sport. All in all, it's part of the sport. Uh, Moving along to a topic that I'm getting sick of talking about, uh, Antonio Brown. As you guys know, a couple weeks ago, I went on a uh, minor rant, I would say, about how I never want to speak about him Mm -hmm. again. Um, And here we are. We are speaking about Antonio Brown two weeks after that. And we've talked about him for like the past month. But a lot has happened for Antonio Brown uh, this past week. He he got released by the Patriots for an undisclosed reason. Obviously, it has something to do with his allegations um, against him. And we're not 100% sure why, but that's that's probably why. There seems to be now two grievances against him, and the NFL is talking to accusers. So it, it, then we have today and yesterday, Antonio Brown tweeting about how he d- is not going to play in the NFL anymore. So, I mean, people are kind of calling it retiring. I don't know if he's necessarily retiring, but he did say he's no longer going to play in the NFL. So what, what do you, is the Antonio Brown saga done? Are we done? Can we be done? Um, well, I think that he won't return to the NFL. I think he's done in the NFL. However, I don't think he's done for football, like in general. I think he will. we will see him in another league, whether it's CFL, XFL. I think he will be in one of those leagues, um, and I don't think another NFL team will take a chance on him, which um, I'm glad about. Definitely should be the case. Um, I'm glad the Patriots released him because I did not want him on my team. Um, I am a Patriots fan, if you didn't know. So I'm very glad that he is now not on our team. Yeah, uh, Antonio Brown's an issue. 
uh, for certain issue. I, I was telling my roommate Ben, who live studio audience as always today, uh, today about how what does this say about the Steelers? And you know, th- this is a team who endured whatever Antonio Brown is for a long time. And there's players like Odell Beckham Jr. Um, and Jalen Ramsey who are who, who are problem players, but not to this extent. I mean, you don't see this much compl- complication with them. I mean, what did the Steelers endure while he was there? I mean, what could have happened? And they never, nothing happened to him until, I mean, he wanted off the team. So it's crazy. I mean, the whole turn of events for Antonio Brown is just kind of insane. Uh, like I've been saying for a couple of weeks, I'm, I'm truly done hearing about him. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Um, I do, however, disagree with you. I think he will play in the NFL again. Antonio Brown is a competitor, and he's one of the best players in the NFL. In fact, I, I probably think he is the best player in the NFL. Uh, so in my personal opinion, I think he will play in the NFL again someday. Uh, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but I think he will play again for sure. Uh, moving along to small talk trivia, and this is the segment each week where we ask each other questions. Um, we keep a running scoreboard right now. It is 11 to 10. Trevor is up. Uh, you've gotten a little bit of a lead here. It was about seven or eight weeks domination on my part, um, and then you have come back. Uh, due to some, some I've, I've handed you some stuff. I gave you multiple chances handed at two stuff. questions. Okay. Um, so uh, all in all, it's you are leading. Uh, so why don't, why don't I go first today? Uh, Philip Rivers just passed 55,000 yards, throwing yards um, in the NFL. How many quarterbacks have passed that feat? In, in one season, 55? <laughs> that is not one season. Oh, 55,000 oh, yards is a lot of yards. That oh, would no, not be I one season. 5,500. So 55,000 yards yes. overall, like yes. all time. In their career. How many quarterbacks? So the answer is a number. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I will give you a clue. I'll throw another bone your way. It is less than 10. It's less than 10. Okay, mm-hmm. so I think Drew Brees definitely has. Um, so that's one. Um, wow. Yeah, it's going to be hard to think of a number here. If I just think back, you can go like Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, I'm guessing, probably has. Tom Brady, I think, has. Because um, he's obviously played more seasons. That's three right there. Man, this one is tough, though. Because it's hard to just throw out a number. It's, a, it's definitely a tough question. I, I feel like you got to just think about quarterbacks that have been in the league a while or yeah. are really, really good. Yeah, so Breeze, Brady, Manning, maybe Joe Montana, maybe Dan Marino, John L.A., that's six. I feel like there's at least a couple more than that. I'm going to say eight. That's my final answer. Final answer? Yes. It is amazing. You got that right. Wow. But you didn't get all the quarterbacks right. Joe Montana does not have 55,000 yards. So okay. Here are the quarterbacks that do, though. Drew Brees, in, in order from one to eight. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Tom Brady, Dan Marino, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, and Philip Rivers now. Um, and the top is Drew Brees with 74,000, almost 75,000 yards, which that's that's a lot of yards. Okay, I will admit that's lucky, and uh, I got lucky on a pass question as well, so I'm on a, I'm on a roll here, a little bit. <laughs> All right, let's um, hear your question. Uh, so my question has to deal with college football national champions. Okay. So who is the last college football national champion with two losses to end the season? They have two losses, and they two won losses. the national championship. Hmm. Interesting. I, I I would have to guess it's it's definitely not in the playoff area because I don't think there's been any two two lost teams in the playoff. I could be wrong, but I don't believe there's any two lost teams in the playoff. So I th- I think it has to be back to the BCS era. Um, I could see. I don't think Auburn their year lost twice. I don't think there was a year Alabama lost twice and they won. I could see like maybe. I'm going to give a guess here, too. I'm going to guess Florida. That is incorrect. 
it wasn't SEC school. It was LSU. LSU. In 2007, they beat Ohio State 38-24. And that was a very great college football year. We almost had West Virginia, who I'm a fan of, almost was in the championship, but they blew it. They lost a 4-7 and pit. So we got a lot of losses that year, and LSU was a two-loss team in the national championship. Interesting. Well, props to LSU. So now the score is at 12-10. to I have now taken a sizable uh, deficit here. So I will have to rebound next week. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Moving along to randomly ranked, and this is the segment where we take a topic and rank it. It's pretty self-explanatory. This week's randomly ranked, uh, we have favorite fictional movie characters. Um, so we did TV shows two weeks ago, favorite fictional TV show characters, and this week we run movie characters. So Trevor, uh, why don't you start us off with your favorite? All right, so I had uh, my top two, but I had trouble thinking of my number three. But ultimately, I did decide on... Brendan Conlon from a movie called Warrior. It's a like a fighting movie. Um, it's not like super popular, not super known. So if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend you watching Warrior. Great movie. Brendan Conlon, who was a physics teacher who ended up winning this um, like an MMA tournament um, to because he was poor. His family was poor and he ended up winning the whole tournament to win the money. So he's my number three. Number two, I'm going with Adonis Johnson from Creed. Uh, who was played by Michael B. Jordan. Just a great character, a big fan of the movie Creed and the whole Rocky franchise. Number one, I have to go with uh, my favorite character from my ma- my favorite movie series, which is Fast and Furious. And my favorite fictional character is Brian O'Connor. Just all around, um, great character, played by Paul Walker. Um, so shout out to him, rest in peace, Paul Walker, and a great fictional character. Is there uh, some interesting picks? The third one I've never heard of. I've never heard of Warrior. You should watch it. Anyone in the uh, Warrior? Have you heard of Warrior, Max? No. No. And this is debatably uh, okay pick. But moving along uh, to my top three. Uh, my number three is Jack Reacher. Uh, it's played by Tom Cruise in the movie Jack Reacher. Um, very, very solid little series. There's only two movies, but I highly recommend it. It's a little bit of mystery and crime action. Uh, so it's very good. So realistically, my top three would just all be Marvel characters. Uh, as we know in this podcast, I'm a, a pretty big Marvel fan, so I, I would have to go with just pretty much all Marvel characters. But for the sake of uh, some variation, my number two is Batman. Um, the Batman series, especially The Dark Knight, uh, one of the best movies of all time. I'm just going to go out there and say it. I'm getting some assurance from Max over here. Oh, so yeah, for That was sure. a good pick. Uh, and number one, I'm going to give I'm, – I'm, it's a tie at number one for Groot and Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Groot is probably my favorite – Marvel character, but Drax is so hilarious um, that you just have to throw him up there. Uh, so I, I feel like uh, it's a solid top three. Interesting, yeah. Some of them, I, I haven't seen some of those movies, so maybe I mm-hmm. should. Everyone in the world should see every single Marvel movie. I, I, you haven't seen some of those movies? I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. No, oh, I have God. not. It's a rough one. That, that's probably my favorite movie, So, which we, we talked about probably 20 episodes ago. You, you should definitely get on Guardians I mean, you've of the at least seen The Dark Knight, though, right? Yes, I okay, have good, seen that. Good, Very great good. movie. Dark Knight's fantastic. That's something actually Ben watched for the first time his freshman year. We watched Dark Knight. Heath Ledger is amazing. Them. That's not even like a superhero movie. It's just like a great. Yeah, movie no, no, that's in that's just like a critically acclaimed, fabulous movie. Yeah. So, uh, moving along to our main topics, though, uh, we are going to start our main topic this week with college football week four uh, review, uh, which happened yesterday uh, as we were recording on Sunday. Uh, so the first game. There was really a lot of good games this week. There was a good number of upset, uh, upsets. So overall, it was a pretty good week. Um, first game I'd like to start off with is Georgia and Notre Dame. Georgia won 23-17. to uh, Did you watch? Did you catch most of this game? Yeah, I watched the whole game. So what did you think about this game? 
Um, I thought it was a very good game. I was actually kind of impressed by Notre Dame because I thought that Georgia was going to win relatively easily. Um, so I, I was impressed by Notre Dame. I like Ian Book. I also like their tight end a lot, Cole Komet. I thought he was very impressive. I think he could definitely be a great NFL player, potentially, uh, potentially a first or second rounder. So I was impressed by Notre Dame, and I think Georgia is still a very good team. Very impressive. What were your thoughts on this game? Um, I, I, I didn't think it would be a super far away game from either team. I, I thought it would definitely be close, but I didn't think it would be necessarily this close. I thought they, Georgia would at least win by 10. Uh, DeAndre Swift looks amazing to me. I, I think he could potentially be a, a, one of the top running backs in the draft. And along with Komet, also nine catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Which That touchdown catch, was he basically intercepted yeah. it from uh, his teammate. Yes. Uh, Ian Book didn't look super impressive to me. I, I wasn't overly impressed. And Jake Fromm looked okay. The first half, he didn't. He didn't do all so great, uh, but overall, this was a good game. It was just a good football game to watch. I I, I don't have any big issues with this game, and I, I think overall most people played pretty well. Um, but DeAndre Swift, he he looks he looks amazing, and, and Georgia is clearly a, a decent competitor this year. I, I would love to see. Yeah. I'd really love to see a Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, and Oklahoma uh, playoff. I think those are the uh, the best teams. Uh, Interesting. at the moment. So moving along to Pitt over UCF. UCF losing for the first time in, what, like two or three years? It's it's kind of crazy how long it's been since they've lost. And they lost on pretty much that last second play. Uh, so the score was 35-34 uh, Pitt. And it, it was in Pitt, but still, it's amazing that UCF lost. I mean, even, I know there are regression, regressions, you know, they're definitely going down from the previous years. But, uh, I mean, overall, it's, this was a crazy game. Yeah, and so UCF, as you kind of mentioned, not quite as talented as they have been in previous years, but I was still very surprised by this. I mean, we saw Pitt um, only lose by a touchdown last week against Penn State. Now they are beating a ranked team, so maybe Pitt's better than we think. I don't know. They do have two losses, so I'm not sure what's going on here, but uh, definitely a great game from them. And Pitt's lost to Penn State uh, last week. It really wasn't a bad loss. I, I didn't feel—I think Pitt's better than, than most people think. I truly believe that. I mean, they played well against Penn State, and they played pretty well against UCF. They won. Um, but moving along to Auburn and Texas A&M, this is one of the big games we had this week. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, so I was impressed by Auburn. Now, I didn't watch the whole game because I was doing some homework, but Auburn impressed me early. I know Texas A&M kind of came back, but I was impressed by the kid. Um, his last name was Schwartz, I believe. Um, he, he had a touchdown run. And, and the, I just thought he looked like super fast. I was very impressed by him. I thought that I think Auburn could potentially be another competitor um, or contender, I should say, for the college football playoff. I think Auburn's very good. And A&M, they're nothing to sneeze at either. I think they're a good team. Um, so this is a pretty solid game. Not quite as good as uh, the Georgia-Notre Dame game, but still relatively decent. Yeah, the, I, I think both of these teams actually aren't that bad. Texas A&M has played some tough teams. Um, this year, I think they have the hardest. I'm pretty sure they have the hardest schedule in college football this year, and they've already played Clemson and now Auburn. I, I, and they they played this game pretty well. I mean, 28-20 is not too bad of a loss. It was at home, which sucks. But the Jimbo Fisher era is is it's it's not a bad one. I think he's going to have a lot of success at A and M. Um, and they have a lot of great recruits coming to A and M too. But overall, I I completely agree. Auburn looks to be really really good to me. Uh, the SEC this year is it's I mean the SEC Stop. every year is so good, but they're so top heavy. There's so many. Great teams um, in the top half of the SEC. I mean, just from Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Auburn, uh, these teams. And LSU is another team. Joe Burrow looks amazing. Yes. Ohio State's quarterbacks, they leave and they, they, they go and they play amazing everywhere. I mean, it just yeah. seems like no matter where those quarterbacks go, they're, they're good. I mean, Tay Martell is kind of questionable. But Joe Burrow looks amazing. And LSU looks like they can't really be stopped. 
uh, at really anything. Uh, so let's let's move along to my thoughts on uh, Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines, and there's a lot to be said about this game. I think uh, I, I think I'm just gonna I'm gonna go off a little bit here for a second. Is that, is that all right, Trevor? Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I I'm a big proponent of Jim Harbaugh. I love Jim Harbaugh like a lot. Even after this game, I still like Jim Harbaugh, and I think that the media as a whole is blaming coaching probably a little bit too much, in my opinion. I think at some point we have to put some blame on the players too, and coaching is definitely there's definitely fault. You know, I, I'm going to fault Harbaugh and Gaddis, uh, the offensive coordinator, for some of this. But what what is going on in, in Ann Arbor? I I have no clue. They just had two weeks to prepare for this game, and Harbaugh comes back and says we were out prepared. What? What is going on? What? How are you out prepared for Wisconsin? And Wisconsin look good. I'm, I'm not gonna like it's not. I'm not saying Wisconsin's bad at all. I'm saying Michigan's better than how they played. Are they better than how they played these past three weeks, four weeks? I mean, p- people had Michigan in their playoff prediction. So something is very wrong in Michigan. I, I I can't pinpoint exactly what it is yet. I mean, maybe it's just the new offense. Maybe it's Shea Patterson's not that good. Uh, I mean, Shea Patterson when he came to Michigan, I I thought I'm like. I remember telling my roommate, one of my other buddies, basically, I'm like, there's no way, no way Shea Patterson doesn't blow this. I mean, there's just so much talent around him, and he's so talented. There's no way. I mean, 14 for 32, 219 yards, two touchdowns at the end there, but I mean, he just looked unimpressive. Like, I, 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 nothing about this screamed to me that he's going to be a good quarterback at all for the rest of the season. But moving on from Michigan, uh, it's enough about that. Uh, we're going to move into next week's Week 5 preview. Uh, we're going to start off today with Washington State at Utah. So what do, what, what do you think about this game today? Yeah, so these are two teams where I don't know a ton about, but I think that overall they both uh, just lost this past week. Ultimately, I think that Utah is a little bit better. I think Utah takes this one. Yeah, I'm actually going to disagree with you. I, I'm very, very impressed with Anthony Gordon. Uh, whatever happened with the last game, I mean, 67-63, that game was insane. I mean, just crazy, crazy game. So I, I, I'm impressed by him. I'm, I'm impressed by Washington State's offense, even though both of these teams are coming off big losses. Um, I, I, I think Washington State will get it done. I think they'll get it done kind of convincingly, 7 to 10 points for sure, um, even though Utah I mean, does have a great team. These are two electric teams, so this is definitely going to be an exciting matchup, uh, at least for me to watch. Um, and I'd expect most people would tune in and, and agree here. And especially, there's not a lot of like fabulous matchups this week, and this is definitely one of the better ones for sure. So I'm going to have Washington State by, I, I'm going to say 10. I think Washington State will win by 10. Too electric. Their offense is too much. Uh, moving to the next game, which is Auburn and Mississippi State. Um, and this is another big game, I think. I think Mississippi State uh, is better. Maybe not deserving of a ranking quite yet, but they're, they're a solid team. What, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I agree with that. I think they are somewhat underrated. Um, pretty good showing against Kentucky yesterday. But ultimately, I think Auburn's just way too good. I think they're another team who potentially could be a contender for... Uh, the culture will play off. So I think that uh, Auburn will ultimately win this game by about two or three scores. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. Auburn's, they look real good. And the SEC, it's, a, it's so top-heavy. So top-heavy. I mean, the SEC as a whole is really good. But Auburn, LSU, Georgia, Alabama, I mean, you have these teams that are seriously so, so talented. Even Florida. I mean, you got all these teams in the top 10 that are so great. It's going to be fun to watch the SEC this year because I feel like we always have a lot of good teams, but none that are like super great, like top 10 teams. And this year, we, I mean, we have four or five teams that are 
top 10 teams. I mean, even teams that don't even rank like Mississippi State that are great challengers. I mean, if Mississippi State can get a home game against, you know, a Florida or uh, an LSU, they might be able to come out on top. So I think this game will be good, but I think Auburn's going to be a little bit too much. Um, their defensive line is amazing. And Bo Nix is a, a great, great young uh, prospect in college football. So I, I think Auburn will take this game uh, also by a pretty good margin. Uh, but moving on, we have Penn State in Maryland. Um, I, I think this is going to be a good game. Maryland, I know they just, they're coming off a, a pretty brutal loss, um, but Penn State also hasn't played up to their ranking at all, um, similar to Michigan before the loss. Uh, so I, I'm not super impressed by Penn State, and Maryland has a Virginia Tech transfer uh, at quarterback. So I, I'm, I think I'm going to say Maryland here. I think Maryland pulls this off at home. I, I'm not impressed with Penn State. Um, I don't think their quarterback, Sean Clifford's that great. Uh, so overall, I think Maryland's going to take this game. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with Maryland even after this loss, um, and I have Maryland by three. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Maryland won either. I mean, I think after that bad loss to Temple, I think they're really going to be um, they're really going to be playing hard in this game, and I think they definitely have a good shot. However, I am going to stick with Penn State. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of a safer pick. Maybe it's boring, but I think Penn State is the better team. I think they will take it. It's a, we'll see about that game. I, I think that's going to be another pretty good game, even though uh, Maryland is not ranked. Um, but moving on to the NFL. So we're going to go over some of our thoughts on the NFL so far. Um, and this is counting that we have only seen two weeks since we are recording this before the Sunday games. Um, but let's go over who who are your who who do you think is the best team in the NFL currently? Um, so the best team is the New England Patriots. Um, I would like to try to be humble and say that there's another team that's better than that. In the preseason, I was saying that. I was saying that the Saints are probably the best team, but now um, we got some injury problems with Drew Brees. It's looking a little more uncertain. And the Patriots, and I was talking to you about this, I think that uh, the Patriots' defense this year is one of the best defenses I can remember. I mean, obviously, there were some really good defenses in those early 2000 years, like 2001, 2004, were both very great defenses. But this is up there with uh, those defenses. Yeah, they, they've only allowed three points this year. It's, it's been against pretty bad teams. That's true. Uh, but the, the Patriots have looked good. Uh, I don't think Antonio Brown's that big of a loss for them. He only played a week. He did well, but I'm, I'm not that concerned. It's Tom Brady throwing. Um, as long as the injury bug doesn't hit them, they're going to be really great. Uh, sadly, it, it kills me to say, but I'm going to have to go with the Patriots also. Um, they're currently looking like the best team in the NFL. They're playing, I mean, fabulous these first two games. Again, against bad competition, but I'm super-duper impressed with them. Uh, so I, I definitely think it's the Patriots, but... I don't think there's many teams that are far, far off at all. Um, I, th- I think the uh, Chiefs are very, very good. Um, and I, th- I had the Colts coming out of the division before Andrew Luck, or b- coming out of the conference before Andrew Luck got hurt. Uh, so we'll see. I think this is going to be a, a, a good ending um, with the Chiefs and Patriots, it's similar to a game they had last year uh, towards that end. Um, but I would definitely have to say the Patriots. Moving along to who do you think is the worst team in the NFL? Yeah, so I don't think this one's hard at all. It's the Miami Dolphins. Like, I, I think we can collectively agree on that. The Dolphins are just atrocious. Um, there's been talks about whether they're tanking or not. I don't know the answer to that. But they, they have players asking for trade requests because the team's so bad. It's just it's just very bad. <laughs> what do you think about the Dolphins? Yeah, Miami's terrible. They're, they're atrocious. They will not go 0-16, I will say that. But they are, they're, they're trash. <laughs> they, they're, I mean, just seriously, just from bottom to top, they're terrible. And uh, like we talked about last week, all the players want traded. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick just got traded. I mean, that's one of their best young pieces. So even if you were rebuilding, I don't know why you're trading Fitzpatrick, even though he wanted a trade. Um, so it's good they're starting Josh Rose and get him the the time it, during a period where they're terrible. Just get him some more experience. 
Uh, but yeah, overall Miami's atrocious. They will they will finish at the bottom. Who who is your biggest surprise? You don't even necessarily need to say a team. You can just say a player if you want to. Who would you say has surprised you the most through the first two weeks? Um, so I, I have two different players that have surprised me in a bad way, and one of them's Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, in the the past few years, obviously we've kind of thought of Aaron Rodgers as one of, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. And I've watched him a few times, and he's just not all that impressive. I mean, have you watched Aaron Rodgers at all? What do you think? I think it's tough. He, his team around him is not great. Uh, I don't think he's getting a ton of help. It's a similar story to the end of last year and really last year as a whole. I don't think it's that it's Aaron Rodgers declining. I, I think it's tough because we kind of compare him to someone like Brady a lot. Where I mean, Brady's amazing. And I think Rodgers is good too. But when, when you compare him to like Brady who just makes receivers, I mean, the receivers Brady has normally are the greatest. I mean, he has had amazing, amazing players in the past. Uh, but it just seems like he makes no- something out of nothing. But Rodgers can't exactly do that. He does need a little bit more help, and he does have Devontae Adams. So uh, I'm, I'm not impressed by Ann Rodgers, I will say that. But all in all, it's it's tough. I, I don't think he's getting a ton of help from his team. My biggest uh, surprise uh, would be a man, a man by the name of Lamar Jackson, because I love Lamar Jackson now. Uh, he is—I don't know what, what secret stuff Michael Jordan gave him, but— he looks different. His ball placement, the way he throws the ball, the way he leads the team, I don't know what's happening in Baltimore, but I love it. That's amazing. Um, and I mean, the Ravens are a contender. They really look like they're good. I mean, I'm knocking on wood, but Lamar Jackson has just been an amazing surprise. Um, we're just going to go over one game because uh, we're running short on time here um, from the NFL this uh, this coming week, uh, week four preview. Um, let's go over the Cowboys and Saints. I feel like that's one of the better games this week. Who do you have in this game? Um, so I have the Cowboys, and it's mostly because we're we don't think Drew Brees is playing. That's that's mostly the reason why. I think um, if Drew Brees is fully healthy, I think they're the best team in the NFC. However, I think the Cowboys are another contender, and I think they will take this one. Yeah, I have the Cowboys too. Cowboys are amazing. I love Dak Prescott. I think he should get signed. Um, I was very wary about him earlier in his career, but I mean, he just looks amazing. I don't. I don't. He's fifty-one for sixty-two this year. I mean, that's. That's amazing. That is before Game 3, but it's still it's just crazy. Uh, but to finish up today's episode, we're going to go over our quick predictions. Uh, my quick prediction is that at the end of Week 4, we will have five undefeated teams at the least. Okay. Five undefeated teams. Right now, I think we're at nine before Week 3. So I'm going to have at least five. Interesting. Well, I think one of the undefeated teams you might have had, I think, will take a loss because I'm actually going to say that the Bills will beat the Patriots next Sunday. I'm hmm. You know, and I'm trying to maybe I'm trying to jinx it a little bit, so it won't happen. But <laughs> Max uh, likes that. Max yeah. is a Bills fan, so he I, likes that. I think that. that's gonna happen. It's an away game. I mean, I'm a Bills fan, so I'll be the first one to tell you that that's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, uh, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. We really appreciate it. Uh, follow Trevor and I on Twitter and Max. Uh, we'll leave we'll leave his Twitter in the description for sure um, for helping us out. You're a great guy, Max. Uh, follow Small Baller Pod on Twitter. It's at Small Baller Pod. Um, we are now on a ton of different streaming platforms on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn. I mean, there's no reason not to listen. Um, we've gotten a lot of downloads recently, so thank you all so much. Leave a comment, tweet at us, leave a review, leave us five stars. We really appreciate all of that. Um, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons.